Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Split Screen Podcast. I am your host, KC Chris G. Chris Garcia, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to the show if, you, uh, if you've listened before. And welcome to the show if you're new. Uh, I just want to say before I go into the episode, this is a re-recording. I'm starting from scratch. I had an episode ready. Technical difficulties... So uh, I'm going to redo this episode and I'm going to add in some some new stuff because Nintendo did their E3 presentation today. So I kind of want to discuss some highlights of that and along with Xbox's E3 presentation as well. Just, just some highlights from both of those real quick. And the second topic is a little bit more on the fun side and I want to know your thoughts on this as well. I'm going to be discussing, so you know how, what's crack? You know how uh, Nintendo has Super Nintendo Land, it's a theme park that they have, I believe, in Japan right now. I believe they're making one in Florida, if I'm not mistaken, as well. But I want to know what your own Nintendo Land would be like. Would it be a Nintendo Land? Would it be some other franchises? Uh, I'm going to be going over what I would do, so... Stick around to the end of the to the uh, wow. Stick around to the end of the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. Before we get started with topic one, I just want to say you can follow us on our social media pages. We are on Facebook, Split Screen Podcast. We are also on Twitter and Instagram. Both of those are Split Screen KC. I'm actually recording this in my dining room, so I do apologize if you can hear some echo and my neighbor's loud ass feet above me. <laughs> Seems like they have some lead feet. And uh, hopefully they don't listen to this and I don't get my butt kicked. <laughs> but uh, let's get started into topic one here. And I want to go over just a few things from Xbox uh, quote-unquote E3 presentation. So first off, I like what I'm seeing from Halo Infinite multiplayer. It looks like they've listened to what the fans have wanted. And I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I don't see any of the... Like boosting, I guess is the the shoulder bash move that you could do in Halo Five. It it looks and feels well from what I see. It looks like it feels like a Halo game again. Um, and the one thing that I'm so happy is back is the original battle rifle design. I cannot tell you how much I disliked the Halo Five battle rifle design. So thank you three four three for bringing that back. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Halo Infinite will release this holiday season on Xbox Game Pass day one. And they don't have a specific date yet, but it will be out this holiday season. Multiplayer will be free to play. It will have battle passes. And unlike Call of Duty and their approach to battle passes, you can buy basically any battle pass you want later on and progress it. And... um you can buy old battle passes, you can buy a brand new battle pass, and choose which one you want to progress in, and, and they don't expire, which is really nice. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, one more thing, well, not one more thing, but another thing that I want to go over is Microsoft Flight Simulator announced for consoles. Very excited about that one. I've always wanted to learn how to fly a plane. I don't want to pay for flight school, so Flight Simulator... It's going to be the next best thing for me. <laughs> uh, Forza Horizon 5 looks absolutely gorgeous. It's set in Mexico. I can't wait to see how they bring the environments and, and the culture to life. 
and uh, it looks like it's going to be packed with more content than ever before in a Forza Horizon game, and that's going to be a Game Pass Day 1 release as well. I unfortunately do not remember the release date, but it's coming out at some point. I can guarantee you that it's coming out at some point. So um, there's going to be online modes, there's going to be free roam, you can uh, make your own little mini games. It's going to be a blast. I'm not really into racing games a whole lot, but this one for sure. I think I played Forza Horizon 3, and that one was fun, but this one I will definitely be checking out. So I can't wait for Forza, Forza, excuse me, Forza Horizon 5. And one more thing that, no, there's a couple more things actually. Strike that. 12 minutes, if you don't know what that is, uh, it's, a, it's a story where I think the the main character that you play as, his memory or something like that, resets every 12 minutes, and he has to, um, I think, prevent the death of his wife. I'm not fully sure on that. I could be wrong, but check it out. It looks, it looks really interesting from the trailer, and hopefully you guys don't hear that outside. You know, there's been a lot of noise around here today, so I do apologize, <laughs> but... Uh, it has it's starring Daisy Ridley. It has Willem Dafoe, and um, if I'm not mistaken, it will also have James McAvoy. For those of you who do not know, he played Magneto in the X-Men movies. Um, so check out those trailers, all of them. Um, if you haven't watched the Xbox E3 presentation, please do. There were there was a lot of content, and a lot of those games that they announced are coming. Ooh, excuse me, are coming to Game Pass Day One. So if you do not have Game Pass yet, I highly recommend it. It's $15, 16 a month. Uh, I pay for Ultimate, so I get um, I get a gold subscription. I get those day one games, and I get perks, deals, and you also get Xbox Game Pass for PC as well, which has some games that aren't on the console version of Game Pass. So if you're not doing that already, please do yourself a favor. Get Game Pass. It's worth it. Trust me. One more thing that I will, and this, and really, I do really mean one more thing, is Back for Blood was announced as a day one Game Pass game. So I am so thankful for that. I can't tell you how excited I was when I heard rumors that it was going to be a day one Game Pass game. So I'm very, very excited that it's going to be on there as well. I was going to be willing to shell out the extra 70 anyway for it, but this is just uh, the icing on the cake for me. So. I can't wait to call in sick that day and and be playing with all my buddies and squad up. So, what game excited you the most about the uh, or from the Xbox E3 presentation? Was it Halo? Was it Back for Blood? Was it another game that I didn't even mention? There were a ton of games. I mean, Psychonauts was also announced. Psychonauts Two. There was a lot of a lot of games that I've never even heard of that were announced. So let me know on our social media pages. And we're going to move on to Nintendo. And I will say this. I wasn't going in with high expectations with Nintendo, and I'm glad I didn't because, honestly, it was a little bit lackluster in my opinion. You can have your opinions and disagree with me all you want. That's perfectly fine. In my opinion, it was a little bit lackluster. Mario plus Rapids... Sequel looks okay. I didn't. I didn't really play the first one, and honestly, I I don't really care for the rabbits to begin with. 
maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe I should try it. I don't know. Let me know. Are you excited for that title? Um, set me straight, I guess. <laughs> uh, Mario Party Superstars. I think it's called Mario Party Superstars anyway. Uh, they're remastering some of the boards from the N64 Mario Party games, so that's going to be interesting, and they're including a lot of mini games from various Mario Party games. So if you like Mario Party, you like party games, couch party games, uh, I highly recommend picking this one up. I don't know if I'm going to be picking this one up, maybe for my kids, but for me personally, I'll probably skip over it. So they showed more Mario Golf. I mean, they basically didn't tell us anything new that we didn't already know because it's coming out I think in about 10 days from when I'm recording it so I think the 25th if I'm not mistaken so I mean it, I mean we already know basically everything it's a Mario Golf game there's really <laughs> what do you expect from it so uh, other than that I will say a welcome announcement for Smash Brothers and Tekken fans was announced today uh, I believe you pronounce his name Kazuya. If I'm, I'm sorry if I butchered that. Uh, he's going to be a fighter in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So I remember playing the Tekken games growing up. So I immediately recognized him. H have I played Smash Bros. in a while? No. Have I bought any DLC for it? I bought Steve from Minecraft for my son. <laughs> but I haven't played it in I don't know how long. So I'm not really going to buy any more characters. But... For those of you who still buy the DLC or have the fighter passes and are a fan of Tekken, uh, this is this is your announcement. That's for you. And so I hope you enjoy Kazuya and learning his moveset. He looks very, very interesting. Another uh, fighter joining the fray in Smash Bros. Ultimate. One thing that really, really stood out to me and that I'm really, really looking forward to that I had no idea was going to be announced was Metroid Dread. This is the... 2D platformer. This isn't Metroid Prime 4. This is Metroid Dread. It's a 2D platformer that looks absolutely gorgeous. It looks a little creepy, to be honest. So I'm really excited to be playing this because, if I'm not mistaken, it's the first 2D platformer in the Metroid series in 19 years. So what that tells you is that I have never played a 2D platforming Metroid game. I played Metroid Prime on the GameCube. I think it was Echoes. That's that's all I've played of Metroid. So crucify me all you want, but I, they just didn't really make a whole lot of games while I was young for Metroid. So I will definitely be picking this one up. If you haven't checked out the trailer, please do so. It, it looks amazing, honestly. And, and I've been needing a new 2D platforming game anyway. So I will definitely be picking this one up. That one releases on October 8th, 2021. So... Basically, the last three months of the year, 2021, is going to be jam-packed with game releases. So I hope you guys have a lot of money and a lot of time on your hands <laughs> because we're going to be gaming nonstop. I'm going to have my Switch going with my Xbox going with my PC on. And just for good measure, I'll be playing probably a really crappy mobile game. So, good lord, they are blasting their music across the hallway. So, um... What does come as a disappointment to me this year, but also doesn't come as a surprise, was the lack of anything related to Donkey Kong or Star Fox. And the reason I say that is because we haven't gotten a Donkey Kong Country since the Tropical Freeze release on the Wii U, which I also believe was a Wii title, if I'm not mistaken. So it's been a while since we've got a Donkey Kong Country release or anything related to Donkey Kong honestly 
So I'm hoping something gets done with that. I don't know, honestly, if they're going to do that, but I'm really hoping. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, the one that I am not absolutely shocked about at all is Star Fox because it seems like they just have no idea what they're doing with it. And will they have the the balls to attempt another entry in the Star Fox franchise after the quote-unquote, I don't know if you would consider it a failure or not, but Star Fox Zero wasn't quite, I don't know if it wasn't quite exactly what fans were looking for, but it just it just wasn't the most well-received game. I think it's uh, on Metacritic at 69%. <laughs> nice. But, I mean, they forced you to use this control scheme that no one really asked for. And I remember being really excited when this game was announced and then just being kind of disappointed, I guess, in it because, I mean, the game looked great, but the controls, man, they, oh, like, like I got used to it after a while, but it just wasn't what I wanted. So, I don't know. Let me know your thoughts on Star Fox Zero. It's kind of, kind of, I don't know if it's controversial, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So, depending on the state, depending on your thoughts on the current state of the Star Fox brand, no announcement today is either a good thing or a very frustrating thing, or it can be both for you. Um, I'm, I'm kind of falling into the both category because on one hand, it seems like Nintendo, like I said before, just doesn't know what to do with Star Fox and how to handle that IP. It doesn't. It's like they try to experiment with Star Fox too much. Like Star Fox 64 had a perfect on-rails adventure. Star Fox Adventures comes out, and that's more Legend of Zelda inspired, and it wasn't even supposed to be a Star Fox game to begin with. And then you get Command, which is a mix of the on-foot and aerial combat. Had really fun multiplayer. And then you get Command on the handheld, which was more of a strategies, old-school Star Fox 2-ish game that had like 30 different endings. So, I mean, I don't know what they were trying to do with that. And then... Zero came out, and they haven't done anything since. And that was in 2016 when Zero came out. The latest thing that they've done with Star Fox was put him in Starlink Battle for Atlas, which was actually really well received in terms of his appearance in that. So it's not a good sign when he is more well received in a series that's not even his own, that's made by Ubisoft, as opposed to a Nintendo game. You know what I mean? So... They don't, it feels like they don't know what they need to do with him. And how do they fix it? That I think that's a different topic altogether. And I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but you get what I mean. Like, like Star Fox for people who, who's, oh, what am I trying to say? Star Fox is some people's favorite franchises and he's been gone since 2016 outside of Starlink Battle for Atlas. So we're just waiting on something other than him being a recurring character in the smash brothers roster so please nintendo if by some miracle you hear this please <laughs> figure something out soon i need more more star fox in my life other than that i kind of went off topic there so i do apologize but uh, we're gonna get back into things here so breath of the wild 2 trailer was released along with a little bit of gameplay and it was very well received amongst fans. People are excited for it. And it comes out, I believe, next year, I'm 
gonna say next year I think is what I saw I could be wrong please don't be mad at me uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is actually not the name of it they have a name but I think that what they said is it'll give away kind of what the main story will be about so they're just gonna call it Breath of the Wild 2 for now until they're ready to announce that so don't think it's Breath of the Wild 2 <laughs> just think of it as it, it's gonna be a different title just don't worry about it so I know some people were like Breath of the Wild 2 is kind of a lame name but trust me it's not gonna be that they said it themselves just wait be patient so I think that's all of the highlights I mean there were a lot of games and sequels coming out that I have no idea what to expect with those uh, Fatal Frame is getting another game I've never played any of those so I have really no thoughts on that a lot of adventure games I know Monster Hunter Stories another one of those was announced if you're into the Monster Hunter games I might try to get back into those myself maybe I'll try to convince my brother to play it I don't know uh, but let me know from the Nintendo and Xbox E3 presentations. What excites you the most? What games are you looking forward to the most? Are you going to pre-order anything? Do you not pre-order games? And what were you hoping to see that wasn't announced? And what was announced that surprised you? Let me know on our social media pages. Again, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Facebook is Split Screen Podcast. Instagram and Twitter are Split Screen Podcast. Or no, Split Screen KC. I don't even know my own pages. So... We're going to take a short break after that E3 discussion, and we're going to go over what would our own Nintendo Land look like. So stick around. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Split Screen Podcast, Episode 7. Thank you for staying with me, and I hope you guys have been enjoying. I want to say the last episode with Alex got the most listens I've ever had on the show and while it may be very minimal it really does mean the world to me so thank you to everyone who shared who liked who listened you all mean the world to me thank you so much for listening to this dumb little show that I do in my apartment so just thank you from the bottom of my heart it it truly means the world to me so We're going to get on to, uh, after being sappy like that, we're going to get on to topic two, and this one's going to be a little bit of a short one. We're going to be discussing what what our own Nintendo Land would look like, or your own video game theme park for that matter. Me, I'm sticking with the Nintendo theme, but I would love to hear yours on our social media pages. Let's get into it. I think I would divide mine up into four different sections. One of them is going to be kind of iffy, but we'll get to that. Obviously, you have to have Super Mario in there. It'll probably just be called Super Mario Land. Um, with that, I have some. I have maybe one idea per area, I guess, per theme. Super Mario Land, my idea for that one, my, my big idea, my main attraction. I don't even know if you would call it that, but... I would have a Mario Kart go-kart track, which already exists in the Super Nintendo Land in Japan. I would have Princess Peach's Castle that you can walk through and see paintings from Super Mario 64, which already exists in Nintendo Land Japan. Shut up. Okay, maybe I'm not so original, but 
I mean, come on. I want to. I want to go there so bad. You have no idea. <laughs> um, one thing that I would add is a obstacle course or an obstacle course to be grammatically correct. So what that would be is it would be a linear obstacle course that you would have to jump over things, jump. You could run under things, uh, hit question mark blocks to give yourself extra points or power ups, whatever it may be. You would. You can jump on top of like spongy Goombas or something or Hammer Bros. And it would be like an event, like a sporting event almost, where you do this and the crowd or the audience that views you doing this in the park will look at it from a side angle. So you get the first person, we get the side angle, thus making it look like, to the to the crowd at least, that it's you going through a 2D platforming level from like the original Super Mario games. To you, it's a first-person obstacle course. To the crowd, to the audience, it will look like you're going through a Super Mario 2D Super Mario game level. So I think that would be kind of interesting. And I mean, there's going to be a flagpole at the end, and you can get a prize and all that. You know. But I think that, that would be interesting. I don't know how you would pull it off. I don't know what world you would model it after. Most likely just the regular Mushroom Kingdom. But I think that would be kind of interesting to see. And I would really like to take part in an attraction like that. So Nintendo, if you uh, feel inspired to make any of these ideas, you know, you can always slide me a little bit of something, something, and, you know, maybe give me access to all your theme parks, and, you know, maybe set me up with a little bit of sponsorship. You know, I got some ideas for uh, for other things Nintendo-related, not just theme parks. Uh, if you know me in real life, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, <laughs> um, after that shameless pitch to Nintendo, which will never reach them, I'm going to move on to the next section, which is... I'm just going to get it out of the way. This is the one that I'm kind of confused on how to do it and how to handle it. And that's Legend of Zelda. I would love to have Hyrule be the main setting, of course. But how would you handle this? What kind of art style would you want? And where would you want to draw inspiration from? Would you want something from maybe Ocarina of Time? Something like that? Would you maybe want something along the lines of Breath of the Wild art style? Or would you want something from the Toon Link games, like, you know, something from Wind Waker or Spirit Tracks or Four Swords, you know, that kind of art style? Or would you do a blend of all of them? It's very hard to be able to pick a certain style. And I think it would also be kind of weird to blend all of those styles, considering that they're pretty different from one another. So what would you want it to be like? What attractions would I have? Well, I can't honestly, I mean, it depends on which way you want to go. So I'll just say this. You have to have the Master Sword, obviously. You have to have the shops and things like that and the village. I think the uh, the Great Deku Tree would be interesting to have to be able to go inside and to be able to it would be funny to see people dressed up like they lived in Hyrule and and things like that and maybe food shops would have food from the games I don't know that's it's a complex one because there's been so many Legend of Zelda games and there's been a lot of different art styles for those games from the top down to the um, third person adventure style you know they have dungeons, maybe that can be an attraction. Legend of Zelda is one that I'm honestly 
not sure how to handle that. So let me know. How would you handle Legend of Zelda? I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on that and your ideas. So I'm going to move on to Pokemon. That would be probably my three or my third area out of four. And it's your basic Pokemon area, right? It can be based on a few different regions or it can be based off of one. Maybe Kanto, maybe Johto, maybe Sinnoh, maybe, um, I don't know, the Kalos region, whatever you like. How would you handle this? How would I handle it? Well, I would like to set up Pokestops for everyone, basically. Pokestops for the Pokemon Go players. Um, and gyms to battle each other in. And maybe, um, I don't know, you can hire park employees or something to act as gym leaders or something. I'm not sure on that one. Uh, Pokemarts, you can add in to buy merchandise. You can sell I don't know, snacks that are from the Pokemon animes and movies. It, it would be very cool. A lot of Pokestops, gathering areas for people to battle, to trade, to just train with each other and to show each other each other. Wow. To show each other your Pokemon. I'm going to leave that in there because that was kind of embarrassing. <laughs> but uh, I think Pokemon would be a really interesting place to add you can you can have everything from the pokemon games um i think as a main building it would be interesting to maybe have like the Silphco building or the kalos tower that's basically the awful tower um let me know what what you would do with pokemon if or whatever you would do with um any of these regions basically or areas of of a theme park and last but not least, everybody knows this is coming. And no, I am not sorry for doing it. <sighs> Star Fox. What would I do with Star Fox? Well, I've thought about this a lot, actually, since I was a kid. And I'll say this. I would like to have the main area inspired by Corneria, of course, the main planet of the Lilat system. How can you not, right? That's like everybody's home world essentially so have it be based around Corneria you can have people walking around from the Cornerian army and the big ass tower from Star Fox Zero on Corneria I think that would be a cool building to have as kind of your centerpiece uh, maybe you can buy snacks drinks things like that uh, in Nova Bomb shaped containers or laser pickup containers from the Star Fox 64 and I would like to see the life-size R-Wings and Landmasters and I think it's called the Blue Marine, the submarine that they have, along with being able to, I don't know, I mean it would be freaking massive, but maybe a little bit larger scale Great Fox uh, to maybe, you can hop, you'd be able to hop into all these things by the way and sit in the cockpits of those and I think the the main attraction for me would be it's kind of like a roller coaster, a literal on-rails shooter where the cars are shaped like R-wings and they go through um, through loops and things like that that um, an R-wing is capable of doing. And we'll have the, you know, for those of you who have heard of or know about the Buzz, I think it was Buzz Lightyear where it's like an on-rails shooter. They give you like a little gun on your car and you can aim for targets and things like that while you're going through the ride. That's what I would do. And But with Star Fox, 
in an R-Wing, and you can shoot lasers from your R-Wing and pick off enemies. I think the setting of the ride would be on the planet Venom, and you would make your way to fight Andros in a boss fight. So the ride would end with you defeating Andros, obviously, and just making your way back around to the docking area. But um, it would be it'd be interesting if maybe you started from the Great Fox to Venom. I don't know. Would that be interesting, or am I just kind of lame? I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, but that would be the main attraction. So uh, Nintendo, like I said, if you if you want to use any of these these ideas and you want to slide me some cheddar, uh, I'm not against that. But those are just my basic, basic ideas. I had a whole notepad full of ideas, which is also why this episode, and I do apologize for this episode being a day late. I really do. Um, had some technical difficulties, and then I had a notepad full of notes on my laptop for this episode, and I accidentally closed the window without saving. So I had to just kind of try to remember what I could for this segment, so I do apologize. But I think that's good enough. This episode's long enough and me talking to myself. So if you could make your own video game theme park or your own Nintendo Land, what would it be like? And uh, what rides would you have? What games would you be inspired by? Let me know on our social media pages. I'd love to hear from you. Again, Facebook is Split Screen Podcast. And Twitter and Instagram are both Split Screen KC. Thank you so much for listening to episode 7 of the Split Screen Podcast. It's been a pleasure being your host. I am Chris Garcia, a.k.a. Casey Chris G. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Please stay safe. Stay washing your hands. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And I hope to see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. And goodbye.